Welcome back to the Your Journey to Happiness podcast. My name is Angelo Quibelli. And today's season one, episode 23, Spitting in the Wind. Before we get into that, though, I just want to give you a nice update for those of you who might be interested. I, you know, I finished those two training classes uh, basically in the summer and fall in Virginia. Uh, one to be a, um, uh, I guess, like a licensed PI in the state of Virginia. The other second one was to uh, to be uh, a licensed as, or registered really, they call it, as an, an armed executive uh, protection specialist, basically an armed bodyguard. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the training, was, the training was good. It was, you know, it was good to get, and I met some good people, some good contacts. That's really the best part of it. And uh, the, the idea at the time was to be able to, you know, to enhance my ability to generate work within the state of Virginia and the surrounding areas, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina. And um, because I really, at the time, you know, last summer when I finally got my, my older boy to move out of the, uh, the cabin in May and I was able to move back in and reclaim my castle, I, uh, the idea really at the time was to at least in May, was to, you know, move back full-time um, into the cabin. Uh, you know, I've always hated being in New York, and I, it sucked that I was there for, like, the last, I don't know, whatever, eight months straight working my ass off. But So that was the idea. I wanted to just, again, get away from New York and just uh, kind of move forward with my life. And um, so that was the plan. And to also put some time to the property, you know, property requires a lot of maintenance, uh, the property that large by the cabin. And um, so I, I really need to be there because it really hurt not being there last fall, last winter. Um, so that was the plan. Um, however, some things have changed. And um, so now I'm, I'm actually exp- expanding what I do into the Northeast aside from New York or except except New York because I'm really done with New York I'm so sick of it so I'm uh, <clears throat> expanding my my work to the Northeast and um, I think uh, this May which will, will be the two year mark going in the cabin uh, probably March I'll, I think I'll put it up for sale just to test the waters I don't have to but I may. I don't. I'm not sure. I just. I may pull it up for sale just to test the waters. Uh, obviously, I could always take equity out and do something else uh, because I, I. I'm gonna. I'm sticking with my original dream of getting a little cottage on a lake somewhere in the Northeast, whether it's Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts. I mean, probably not Massachusetts. I'm not really crazy about their politics and their gun laws. But I'm definitely good for Connecticut and New Hampshire and Vermont. I'm not sure about Maine. Um, anywho. So, and again, there's no rush on that. I, I am going to start this spring slowly looking for that little dream cottage or dream cabin. Because that's just, that's how I want to live and that's it. I'm not letting anybody change it or anything change it. So anyway, um, this past weekend, I was up at the cabin, because I hadn't been there since, uh, well, like October, 
yeah when I, la- when I had that last training class so that those first two weeks in October was when I was last in the cab I think it was October 13th so I hadn't been there since which is now what is it two months already October yeah almost two months so I went last weekend or actually I went last week midweek and made it and continued through the weekend and um, it was good to get back up there I, I had hoped to you know, cut all the, uh, cut some more of the leaves so it didn't just sit over the winter and kill my grass like it did last year, but that didn't pan out because, uh, it was, it just rained, like, for three days in a row, or more, actually, because I was up there for about, I think, five days, and it just, like, it rained. In fact, there was one moment, it was, like, a two-hour window, one, like, one of the first days when I went up there, and it was, like, actually 52 degrees, it was so nice, that I actually, and I brought my dog with me, which is great, because I really needed her with me, and um, I went uh, I went fishing on the pond, on the kayak, with a little Snuggie, and we got one little bite, but that was it, didn't, it didn't take on the hook, and but it was just nice being out there, um, and then again, it just rained the whole time, so I had, a, I had a moment where I was able to, you know, rake the leaves away out of the garden, away from the shrubbery, away from maybe the, the tree line so I could then go over it with the zero turn mower just to chop it up but again it just started ra- raining there's no point you can't cut wet, wet leaves so that didn't work out um, the main reason though of going last week was I decided to um, um, trade in my motorcycle um, I got a little inspiration to uh, trade the motorcycle in for um, it's basically the same bike. It's a newer version of it. It's the same bike. It's it, they gave it a different name, and now they just put all the the uh, you know the tour pack on it and all that stuff. Because because uh, I wanted to actually really I just wanted to add now the heated seat that's available for my Indian Challenger, the tour pack with that little trunk thing in the back, and um, basically the dealer said, you know if you're gonna go through all that and drop another five grand, you might as well just get this new version of it it's called the Indian Pursuit it's the same as it's basically the Indian Challenger with the tour pack on it I think it even has the lowers that keep your legs warm uh, it has the heated seat you know it already has the heated grips it has the tour pack some you know better radio system and um, you know some more advancements in tech- technology you know for safety um, it also has what I like too is that apparently now on the screen, or what they call their ride command system, I could just push a button if I'm riding, like if I'm riding with myself, and I got like the the hard the hard bags loaded, maybe some other stuff, the, the trunk loaded, it could compensate for that by hitting a button. If I'm riding with somebody, uh, which I've never done before, it can compensate for that. If I'm riding with somebody with full luggage, it'll compensate for that. So, uh, I, I guess it's uh, was it digital uh, or electronic suspension whatever I don't even know what they call it but that's a good thing to have because uh, I would do want to I mean the bike's a great bike and it performs really well but I do want the, the touring the bigger touring version of it or the fully loaded touring version of it um, to do some really nice bigger trips so I so anyway so I'm trading the bike in and uh, I, that means I had to get the Challenger back to Long Island to the dealership there and um, 
I didn't want to make the ride back and whatever. I mean, it's all transpired around October anyway, September, October. So that's really not, I mean, October's not the really, I guess October I could have driven it, ridden it back, but I don't know. It was just easier to go to trailer it. So I rented a U-Haul trailer specifically for the motorcycle in on Long Island. And I, uh, you know, I, 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 my truck finally just got fixed from hitting that deer like two months ago. So I just trailered it the trailer you know empty trailer to virginia no no issues there it was it was nice a nice straight one just two highways that was it for me it was easy no tolls and you know it's funny i i don't know what i was thinking i actually thought that i can and also the bike the last time i had it on october like 13th the last time i took a ride it bike freaked out on me a little electronically and, and thank god i didn't pull over to stop and like as if to do a reboot Thank God I kept going, I kept going to my cabin when I was on the Blue Ridge Parkway, because as soon as I got to my cabin, and you know I, I shut it down to, because um, the garage wasn't open, so I shut it down to unload, then open the garage. I actually couldn't restart it to get back in, in the garage. I had to push it in, and um, so, so now you know. I'm thinking, okay, I should be able to push it on this trailer and do what I got to do, strap it up and get it back to Long Island. And you know what? I don't know what I was thinking because there's no way I could have done that. And thank God. And you know, it's, again, God God does work in mysterious ways. Um, and thank God uh, my friend Robert, who, who um, I've known since college, he also lives on Long Island, and he, um, he, uh, he's always helped me out. I've mentioned this before. He's always helped me out in my motorcycle journey. You know, driving me to dealership to, if I had to bring it in for service or, or well, not so for service, but more so. I think every bike I picked up, I think he dropped, he dropped me, he drove me there to pick up the bike. At least two out of the three. My son might have dropped me off for one of them. But at least two out of three, Robert um, drove me there, or you know, and then he even picked me up. I remember a few other times from the storage facility when I was storing it. But he was always been very helpful in and um, in my motorcycle journey, which I think gave him a little bit of an itch himself to maybe get involved. And he just passed his uh, course and test and all that. So thank God, you know, again, God works in mysterious ways because just kind of out of the blue, Robert, you know. As I was basically knew I was going to Virginia to get the bike, he's like, you know, if you need a little help, let me know. And I'm like, ah, you know, I think I can handle it, you know. Because I honestly, I pretty much wanted, I really just wanted to kind of, like, be by myself up there at the cabin because I really needed a break. A lot was going on, you know, a little bit of drama and like, a lot of hard work on my part. So I, I, I really needed, like, a few days to myself and my dog. But you know what? Then when he mentioned it again... Like the next, like when I had already been up there, or I just got up there, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I didn't mind because I, you know, I figured, you know, let him come, let him maybe enjoy the cabin for a little bit. It's a shame, you know, the weather really sucked. There was really nothing for him to enjoy, but, you know, I could see how he wanted to take a ride. He wanted to get away, and I think it was good that he got off the island too for a little bit. So it just, you know, something made me just change my mind and say, hey, yeah, come on up, you know, not, you know, I'm here for the, for the four or five days anyway. Yeah, come on up, you know. And um, 
know, I didn't see it as an infringement on my privacy. It didn't bother me. You know, it really didn't. And uh, I thought it'd be probably nice, actually, for him to come up and check out the cabin. Um, and you know what? I'm glad I did. And again, I didn't even I didn't even say because I I think I, I thought I needed his help, but I just wanted like it sounded like it seemed like he needed to get away. He likes doing these long drives. It was no big deal. I didn't mind him coming up, right? But it wasn't like for, oh wow, I need your help. You know, I thought I could do it fine, but I'm so glad he came up. You know why? Because the me and him together barely got this motorcycle up on a trailer. You know, it's like 835 pounds. And I swear to you, I don't know what I was thinking that I could do it myself. I thought, for, I thought though, like yeah, worst comes to worst, I'll get my neighbor Lucas to help me out. But you know what? I, I try to, I try to not really rely on him. You know, and I, you know, I think you got a sense why in, in some prior podcasts. But anyway, the point is, thank God Robert came up because I swear to you, I could not have done it on my own. And it was such a godsend that he came up, a godsend that he helped me out. I couldn't have got that bike on a trailer um, without him. You know, it took us a few attempts because, you know, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing, neither did he. And, you know, first we tried putting it on a trailer that was unhitched. I don't know how that was stupid because there's no way once the 835-pound motorcycle is on a trailer unhitched, am I going to lift that hitch to get it on the truck? So, you know, but I learned. Now I know, right? So, you know, you live and learn. But thank God because even with him, because, again, we had to do it twice. So now we had to roll it back off the trailer and then hitch it and then roll it back on. So, you know, we learned a lot in that uh, two-hour uh, window. And then what was nice, too, is that he, um, I, you know, he wanted to come back on a Saturday. And I thought I was going to stay till like, Monday or Tuesday. But, you know what, I wanted to get back sooner. Um, and... Um, uh, so I was gonna I was gonna come back Sunday, and you know, I, I you know I kind of suggested that hey why don't you stay one more day, and this way you could at least ride with me. You know, just for real honestly moral support. I mean, you know, if something happened, you know, if the bike fell off the trailer, what are we gonna do, right? I mean, I guess yeah, I, I would have needed him to help me lift it, but you know. It was more so for moral support. I was also nervous about having it strapped down. I didn't know if I was doing it right. And it was nice that he was in the vicinity. And in the beginning, it was nice he was behind me to make sure it was okay. But I also could see it from my rearview mirror. So I really didn't need him behind me anymore. But it was nice having him in the vicinity. So we basically rode the whole trip home together. Or at least back to, you know, the New York area together. And then, of course, we... Now, now New York and Connecticut's getting this snowstorm, and we're basically driving right into it. So, halfway through Pennsylvania, that whole second half was not, and it was now nighttime and dark, was nothing but snow. It was horrible. It was such a battle for me. It was a battle even for Robert with his car. It was just not good driving. But you know, we made it. It was like a 10-hour ride or nine, nine and a half hour ride. We did it like in probably 11 or 12 because of some stops and just taking it slow but the point is I got the bike back to the New York area and was able to get it to the dealership uh, like a day or two later and signed the paperwork to you know have him, have him sell it for me or worse comes worse trading for the new one the new one's coming sometime you know originally it said January, January but now it looks like it's February my guess will probably be March and honestly I don't care I don't need the new bike right now 
I, I'm not going to ride it anyway. So I don't really need it right now. I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather not come until March, to be honest. So, but, um, that's, you know, that's the story with that. Got the bike back. I mean, that was the main thing. And again, thanks to my friend Robert. I, I couldn't have done it without him. I mean, really, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, he was a godsend, without a doubt. Um, but it was good. You know, it was good to get away. And um, I got to see my older boy in uh, North Carolina. And that's another thing, too. It was nice that Robert was there that Saturday instead of leaving Saturday, waiting till you know, waiting till Sunday. Because that Saturday, I had to get my son in North Carolina, Winston-Salem. I had to get 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 to him a desk, a chair, and his um, a desktop computer that he had at the cabin. And thank God we were able to fit it in Robert's sedan in the back seat and trunk, because then it it avoided me putting it in my truck, which I could have easily fit it, but it avoided me making a trip, a th- you know, three-hour round trip to Winston-Salem with the motorcycle on the trail. I was trying to really minimize riding with that thing because I'm not experienced with riding a trail, and I want to just, the less time doing it, the better. So, th- you know, thankfully, we were able to do it in his car. I didn't even have to touch the truck or the trailer until the next day when it was time to leave. So that worked out well, and I got to see my son for a brief, brief amount of time. And I got to tell you, I'm so proud of my son. I mean, I, honestly, I, you know, I couldn't wait to get him out of my cabin. I couldn't wait. And and it was good that he got out. It was good that that summer I convinced him to take, um, to do something, you know. And he took that EMT course. It was like two months long at a community college there in North Carolina. He passed it, of course, with flying calls. He's a very smart kid. Um, in fact, he just graduated finally last week with his... Um, his online bachelor's finally after God put things so many years and he graduated summa cum laude such a smart kid so proud of him but um you know he he passed this class got licensed as an EMT in Virginia and in North Carolina which took a little bit longer because he wasn't a resident at the time and then it was a matter of finding like a job you know with a particular county you know you're not he didn't want to private which was ridiculous that's you're not gonna learn anything doing private ambulance so, you know, he wanted to get on the truck and do some emergency calls. So he did get hired by Kent, the county there, um, uh, actually the one that encompasses Greensboro. And and he's in the academy now. In fact, this is his last week. I think it was only three weeks. This is his last week. So when I saw him, you know, he had his uniform clothes or his uniform shirt, uh, shirt in, the, in the apartment. And and I got just, I got to tell you, I was so proud of him that he's in the EMT. I mean, I never want him to be a cop, ever. I didn't even want to be a cop. So I'm so proud, though, that he's an EMT. That's better for him. He'll probably eventually become paramedic. Um, he's going to eventually go to PA school. He's going to be brilliant. He's going to make good money for himself. He's a smart kid, and he's a good kid. Um, and he's he is mentally tough. You know, emotionally challenged in a way but mentally tough. His focus is unbelievable. If we could put his focus in a bottle and sell it, I'd be a wealthy man. Um, But I'm so proud of him. And, you know, I didn't want to stay too long because I knew I had Robert outside also and in the parking lot. And, you know, I didn't want to spend... My son, my older boy and I aren't really that close. And, you know, living in the cabin for, I guess, four or five months just really... it. It made it worse for us, so uh, 
you know, our relationship hasn't been the best, honestly. So when I went to see him, I didn't really want to spend a lot of time with him. I just wanted to get him the furniture and hit the road. I know it's cold on my part, but I just, I just wasn't feeling it spending time with him, you know, um, for, you know, for certain reasons. I just didn't want to do it. But when I got to my car, when I'm like, when I got to Robert's car, he's like, oh, so did you, you know, hug your son and everything? And, and it made me, and it reminded me that no, I didn't. And I felt like such an asshole. And, and it made me realize no, you know, that that wasn't the right thing to do. So I went back up the four flights of stairs, not, you know, opened the door, it was still unlocked. He's in the living room looking at me like, what, what, what's, what's the problem? Like, he wasn't, like, happy to see me again. So, um, he says, what? I said, listen, I just wanted to hug you. I'm so proud of you. And I did. And I was actually tearing up on the way walking up the four flights. I was tearing up because I was so overcome with emotion that of what I wanted to do. I wanted to hug him, kiss him, and tell him I was so proud of him. And I was so overwhelmed just by that anticipation that I started tearing up and I could barely look at him when I was hugging him and you know I was all my I'm sure you saw it that my eyes were all wet and red after I hugged him and you know I spoke to him for another few minutes but again I still I kind of had to get that get out of there you know so uh, but I'm just I'm just so proud of him I really am to see his uniform shirt you know it's like a police shirt without the badge sadly you know it's got patches and stuff and I'm just, I mean, they should give these guys badges. I mean, they give them bulletproof vests, vests, you know, for being in Greensboro. But they should give them a badge. You know, thank God he's got an ID at least. But I'm so, so super proud of him. And, uh, and so at least I got to see him and, and do the right thing as a father. And, uh, you know, and I cleaned up the cabin a little bit. Relaxed. Uh, he relaxed before Robert got there and I even relaxed when he was there you know it was no different had the fireplace on all the time you know it was nice a couple of glasses of wine a couple of glasses of bourbon one night that it was actually warm um, I was able to sit and have a little cigar on the porch it was nice it was a nice little trip I mean I wish it was in a way I wish it was longer but it was better that it wasn't honestly so it was a good update but um so the new game plan is to uh, is to um, is to really focus on the Northeast for me, because um, you know I, I real I, I you know I realized whatever months ago that Virginia wasn't for me honestly. I mean, it's a beautiful place and everything, but it, it wasn't where I'm at. It, it just wasn't for me honestly. It really wasn't. It's not for me. It's not where I want to end up. And so you know. Things are really good right now for me, in in all respects. And um, I realized, like, the last half hour going to the cabin last week, you know, I got there at midnight, so around 11.30 as I got off the major highways and was now going up the mountain where my cabin is, it, ju- it just it hit me that, you know, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm not, I don't, I don't need to escape anymore. I'm not running anymore. I'm good now. I don't need to run. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm finding, I'm, I'm 
feeling settled now or on my way to being settled so uh, you know I just don't need the place anymore honestly and uh, again I don't I don't have to sell but we'll see we'll see what happens there's no rush the main thing is that I'm where I want to be right now that's the main thing and it's not in New York and it's not in Virginia so that's the main thing so that's uh, basically the update I'm I'm just glad I'm feel like I'm no longer running. I don't have to run anymore. I'm not escaping anymore. Anything. You know? So. Alright, so, to the meat and potatoes of this episode, spitting in the wind. What do you do when you spit in the wind? What happens when you spit in the wind? Right? You get a nice glob of saliva, you spit it out. Let's say you're on your motorcycle and you spit right in front of you or, you know, or you stick your head out of the car while you're driving and you spit. What's going to happen? It's going to come back in your face, right? So for me, that's like a metaphor for for people just spewing. People around you. I'm not talking about politics and, you know, government. I'm saying the people around you, you know, just spewing. We're surrounded by people, unfortunately, that just spew negativity, hate, drama, anger, and... And I experienced that around Thanksgiving, and I'll, I'll get into that. But, and that's kind of what made me think about it. But, um, you know, they, they just, they, they spew this, this crap. And, 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 but what really ultimately happens, it really, it just comes back at them. It just comes back in their ugly faces. Their facha brutas. It comes right back at them. Now they're doing it whether they're just angry, narcissistic, pissed off, hurt. Who cares? They're just doing it. I don't care why. Um, and and what I don't get is though is that what make a what makes them think they have a right to do that? Number one. And B, what do, what do they think they're going to accomplish by that? You know, I mean, I'll go, I've always been a positive guy, and you know, there were, there were t- times in my life where I was. A little more angry than others, but you know I got over that. So I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. You know I try to see good in everything, and you know I, I don't get angry at people. You know what's the point of getting angry? You know I, yeah we get hurt, but what's the point of getting angry? You know. So I don't get what these people are going to accomplish by you know attacking you like as a spitting cobra. What are they getting? out of it it's going to come back at them either by you or or just in general with somebody else because that's their 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 aura aura now right so it's going to be you know karma right stuff like that so I don't know I just don't get why they do that it it just serves no purpose you know what do they expect to get out of it I mean do they think you're going to it's going to make you the victim do something or the target is it supposed to make us do something? I don't think so. You know, in fact, in my case, it it basically like ended relation. It ended the relationships, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so let me let me get into the the uh, like the details of this, the deeds. So on Thanksgiving, and I may have mentioned this, I don't remember. But on my Thanksgiving started with a horrible text 
from a family member. Just blaming me, shaming me for everything imaginable, imaginable, but mainly for their sad life and for the sad lives of others, right? Blaming me and shaming me, and that was from a narcissist. And, and that's to be, that's expected. That's what they do. You know, they blame, shame, shame you. And uh, I just thought that's just a, like, how do you do that to somebody on Thanksgiving? You know, I mean, I, I'd rather not hear from you, <laughs> honestly. You know, and this person I never want to hear from, to be honest. So, so that's how my Thanksgiving started. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I let it go. I ignored it. You know, there's not, no, there was no reason to respond to it at all. I just ignored it. It was almost to be expected, honestly. And then, thankfully, Thanksgiving, I had a great day with some great people. Right? But, you know, like, days later, I mentioned to that person, hey, you know, um, that was an interesting text you sent me. You feel good about that? Oh, you know, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, that was pretty, you know, that was pretty nasty. Um... I mean, if anything, what you should have texted me was, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for, you know, paying for the roof over my head for 25 years and and still paying for it, unfortunately. And, you know, thank you for, uh, you know, all the other things you did, you know, sacrificing your life for uh, 25 years, 23 years. And then I just left it at that and hung up. There's There's no read to, you know, I just wanted to speak my mind. There's no reason to debated, right, and I just hung up, and, you know, in that case, you know, ignoring the person is the best thing, you know, that's the best thing to do with a narcissist, first of all, A, you've got to get as far away as possible, you know, which thank God I did, and B, you just have to ignore them, you have to, let them, let them be done with you, and get a different narcissistic supply, once they see that, they, you're not bleeding anymore as a supply, they'll, they'll move on, you know. So that's the best thing just to ignore. So then, I, it might have been Thanksgiving night, but I really didn't see the text until the next day, Friday. And it was from my, my friend Ty, my college roommate that I've known for whatever, 40-something years, that um, uh, it was probably that night. I just, I didn't bother looking. I wasn't interested in any more, any more texts at that point, and um, so if you remember, I, was, I mentioned he, you know, last like six months he's been sending me these bullshit texts, and again I don't know if it's gaslighting or what, but like, you know, saying something nice and then saying something stupid, you know, like uh, hey, glad we're not communicating, have a great day, like just stupid shit, and um, I remember. It got to, like, the second or third text like that, I then eventually blocked him. First, I, I deleted him as a contact, but again, I was going to know his exchange from uh, Dallas anyway. Then, by the second or third text, I mentioned, I, I blocked him. But I forgot he had two phone numbers. So I blocked the one. So apparently, this was the, a text from the other number on Thanksgiving. And it the text was, Happy Thanksgiving, and then the next little, you know, text... Right after that was, you're an embarrassment. And I, you know, I'm looking like, what the, you know, I mean, what, what the hell's wrong with this person? Like, you know, 
Obviously, I did something. I don't even know, and I don't care. So I just, I didn't respond. I couldn't care less. And now I blocked his second phone number. You know, now the guy's out of my life. That's that's the way you got to deal with stuff like that. You know? I'm not going to tolerate uh, toxicity in my life anymore. You know? So, the, you know, the first person, you know, I just ignored them. Right? That's, you know, that's how their spitting in the wind gets thrown in their face. You ignore them. And for a narcissist, that kills a narcissist. That's like 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 wasp spray, you know, or roach spray or something. You know, raid. You know, that's what you do to a narcissist. When you ignore them, oh my God, they are fit to be tied. Because they hate being by themselves. They hate they hate not everyone, you know, making them putting them on a pedestal. So that person got the spit back in their face this one Ty he got whatever it is you know he wanted because he ended up now getting the second number blocked so I don't know what the purpose of spewing that that drama was because now that came back right at him now he's totally blocked totally he's out of my life you know it is what it is right and then I might have mentioned this but then that that um you know, that later on, that Friday, like early evening, I got a phone call from someone that just, again, just started yelling at me and calling me names, you fake, you liar, all this, all this anger. And, um, you know, I entertained them for a little bit and and then just some point, you know, as they're spewing this anger and hatred, you know, it's going to come back in their face, right? So what I do, I just said... I said, listen, you know, you hurt me, and uh, I hung up. And, again, still didn't block or anything. And then, you know, we had an opportunity to, to, to um, you know, the person texted me, I don't know, maybe a week or two later. And, um, you know, it was just a, just a weird exchange. It went nowhere. Um, I, didn't want to, I didn't want it to go anywhere. But it went nowhere, and, and it's funny if you looked at it, <laughs> you, could, you, you could just see me like just, you know, being sincere and 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 you know and and truthful and just and just talk, you know, texting, and then and then the other person is just texting <laughs> something like totally different. Like it wasn't, it clearly wasn't a conversation, you know. It was just. It's almost like two people just getting stuff off their chest, you know, two two different paths that did not converge. And so uh, at that point, it was clear that not that it was going it was going nowhere because it really wasn't. I guess it wasn't really supposed to go anywhere, but it was clear that there was just no point in continuing the the false communication that it was. So, at some point, I just, I did my last response, and and then I blocked, because there's no point. There's no reason to have that, that type of um, exchange in my life anymore. There's no reason for it. So, again, here's this case where somebody was spewing, whatever you want to call it, hate, anger, drama, And, um, so there was no, and, you know, I guess it, it 
got, uh, you know, back in their face. I mean, I guess that's what they wanted anyway. Maybe they wanted closure or something. Well, they certainly got it from me. Because they're blocked. And uh, life goes on, right? So. But again, I don't. And I try not to analyze or waste my time analyzing. Just, you know, obviously it makes me think. But again, I don't know why what people think. First of all, I don't. I'm so. I am so. I don't know. Should I say offended? I don't know if I'm really offended, but. Or shocked. I don't know what the right word is. Because it really doesn't matter. But I am. Let me just say bothered. How's that? I am bothered by the fact that that people, and specifically these three people, they feel it's okay to come at you with, again, whatever it is. And nothing positive, right? They're not coming at you with love. They're coming at you with anger, hate, whatever, hurt. And, you know, again, I told my young young kids, this morning, my, my two boys this when they were young, you can't have these competing feelings. In other words, you can't love if you have hate in your heart. You know, you can't you can't be happy if you if you if you have sadness. You know, you can't be happy if you have anger. You know, they, 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 you can't. You can't have both. So, I don't I don't know why these people do that. You know, how could you how can you be feel love and move on if you're still angry at somebody? How could you continue to be a friend with somebody if now you're calling them names? Or you're, or you're saying some other horse shit, you know. I mean, I mean, in the, the narcissist, the narcissist's case, they don't think, they don't, they, they, that's what they do. So they just, it's all about them. So they don't, they don't realize what they're doing to you. So you can't even have that conversation. But with the other two, you know, you would think they, I don't, I don't know why they would do what they did. Like, why? You know, I just don't know. But, um, and then secondly, you know, what do they think is going to happen? What do, you know, again, the narcissist, they don't think so. But the other two, what do they think is going to happen when you're spewing hate, drama, anger, hurt, whatever it is? What's supposed to happen? You know, I mean, is it, is it some form of closure for you? Is it, is it therapy for you? Is it getting a final dig in? Like, like, what does that do? I don't know. I just, I disagree. I, I don't, I don't operate that way because I, I don't. There's no benefit. I mean, again, I remember when I first started college. I used to get angry at people, like if they didn't call me and they went out. A couple of guys went out and they didn't call me, and they, they, I'd speak to them on a Sunday morning. I'm like, oh yeah, we had a great time last night, and I'm thinking, why didn't you invite me? Like, you know. So yeah, there was a time I used to get angry, but I don't anymore, and I stopped. And I realized why, because you know why I used to get angry when I start when I, in that time frame of my life in the beginning of college, it's because I I expected a lot from people. I figured since I'm a good friend or a good this or a good that, I should get this back in return. And I found out real fast that that doesn't work that way. So when I stopped expecting from people, I started enjoying people more. So then for the rest, you know, since my, since 18 or 19 or 20 on, I never expected from people, even in relationships, never, never, you know, um, but clearly a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romance, 
or a romantic relationship, it's not going to work if it's one-sided. That's clear, right? But yet you don't, you shouldn't expect from the other person. But if you don't get from the other person, then what's going to happen? The relationship's going to die, clearly. So I just never believed in. That's so. Then I clearly then would never get angry with people anymore, because I didn't expect anything from them. So why get angry then? I just move on, I, or I let it go. Oh, my friends, I think uh, the two takeaways here, based on my experiences, if you're the type that you know thinks you have a right to attack someone, whether it's your children, your spouse, whatever, friends, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, if you, or co- co-worker, boss, if you think for a second that you have a right to do that, you're, you're mistaken. You need to really, you need to do a little self-assessment and become a little more self-aware that, and re- hopefully you'll come to the reala- realization that you do not have that right. I don't care who you are, what size you know what you got, how much money you got, you pay the bills, you, you know, all this horse shit, you don't have a right to, to come at somebody, you absolutely don't, so you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, and second takeaway is, is, you know, hopefully, if, if you're in a situation where someone's coming at you, just just think about just letting it go. I think that's the best thing for you. You know, don't come back at them. No counter punches. Just either ignore um, or ignore and protect yourself. You know, delete, block. It's the best thing. Even if it's family, you can still do that. So, there's nothing... There's no law that says you gotta be, you have to be the victim, or abused, or in a, or or in a toxic relationship, or the the victim of a narcissist. There's no law that says you have to stay in that situation. I don't care if you're married or not. You do not have to stay in that situation. So let yourself free. Just ignore it. What did my mother used to say? She used to say something like. Like, let the water come off you. Like, when somebody's calling your names or attacking you, just let it run off you like like the water off a roof or something. I forget what the old school expression was, but just let it, whatever, just <laughs> let let it run off you, you know? Let it, let, it, let the water, the rainwater pour into the gutter where it belongs. Anyway, those are the takeaways. So thanks for listening. This is Angelo Q. I will chat with you as soon as I can. Have a great day.